everyone. It is Dave and Jeff. It is January 15th, 2024. Martin Luther King Day as we're watching a little bit of NFL and doing the show at the same time. But Jeff, first off, before we get going, it's been a while. I want to mention Brian Curry right now. So many people looking at the real estate market. If you're like me, you have your basically email set up where you get notices all the time on what's going on in the real estate market. Brian Curry is the guy to answer all your questions. You don't need to do what I do. Right here in San Diego, you can sit there and get all the information you want from Brian. I actually don't do it for San Diego. I only do it for Nashville, Tennessee, where my kid lives. Nice. Just curious to see what would happen if I ever went back to Nashville. But look, as far as everything goes with real estate here in San Diego County, there's nobody better than Brian Curry. Whether you're looking to sell your house or find that perfect neighborhood, make sure you call Brian at 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. I don't know how many people have had a couple of days. Well, you had the weekend. But I had Friday off, too. You did? You had a four-day weekend? Yeah, we worked. uh, We didn't do a show last Wednesday because I was in L.A. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And those days were all like 12-hour days. Yeah. If not longer. So uh, Friday, Jack and I were just hanging out. And we went up, went and got a bite to eat. We're watching sports. Can't even remember what was on. Doesn't matter. And uh, we ended up in Oceanside. Okay. And we were talking about... Um, like where Junior lived. Yeah. And I was saying to my kids, I said, Junior had the most insane neighborhood of any place I've ever been in San Diego. And they said, well, where was it? And I said, well, I'll show you. So I'm thankful to say I don't remember where Junior's house was, but the specific house. But Dave, his block... What it's a one lane road yeah. in Oceanside, and it is literally on the ocean. It's incredible. And man, we were there the other night. The waves were crashing, but all of the people were out. And I thought, man, this might be you hit the lottery. Yeah, a lot of people talk about Rancho Santa Fe, talk about La Jolla or any other neighborhood. Man, I thought that is the place to be. That was, I mean, you cross a one lane road and. Nobody comes down there. There's no. no parking. So it's not, say, like Mission Beach or PB or, or even Coronado. We live on the beach, but you have to deal with all the crowds. It's almost like those guys have a private beach. Yeah. And I said, holy cow, man, this this might be the spot to go. And I was very, very thankful. I was telling them, I said, uh, it's terrible how it ended. But I'm thankful that for a huge portion of his life, Junior got to live a pretty good life right there yeah. in his hometown. But yeah, wherever your dream neighborhood is, maybe you say, no, nah, I don't want to be there. That's too close to the waves. Take me out inland like Poway. Yeah, wherever you want to go, Brian can help you find the right house. Go to DaveAndJeffShow.com. Look under the sponsor page. You can see all the houses he has available. Give him a call. Tell him we sent you. There you go. You ever have a desire to live on the beach? I tell you what, man. The other night, uh, the other night when we were down there on that street. Yeah. And it's just crazy because everywhere else you have so many crowds and everybody's jamming in. A buddy of mine lives right across the street from Petco Park. Yeah. And I don't know if we talked about this last show, but I think he was telling me because we were together in L.A. at the convention. And I said, like, he he goes, yeah, I'm I'm at Petco Park from my roof. I look down onto the games. And I said, how is it? He goes, you know what? A lot of it is pretty fun. But he said, if there's a game going on 
and friends want to go to dinner, I'm dead. Yeah. Because they can't get to me. Yep. He goes, half the people, if not three quarters of the people driving to the Padre game have no idea where to go. <laughs> so he said, they're, they're going the wrong way. And then I'm yelling at them and they think I'm a lunatic. And, and he goes, but I deal with it all the time. And then he said, if we wanted to Uber and I want to meet you in North Park, well, to get an Uber during a game night, 60 bucks. So he's like, then you got to take a trolley. And, and he goes, it takes forever. He goes, yeah, this time of year, it's, it's pretty cool. And a lot of game nights, it's pretty cool. But he said, yeah, at that point, yeah. no. But I like downtown, man. We were downtown. We went downtown last night, hung out, and we just kind of. Uh, what do you guys do when you go downtown? I mean, you're with someone who's not 21. So what do you do? Oh, we just drive around. Okay. Yeah, we're just driving around, checking everything out. And um, it's just, man, I'm telling you, it, it's been this way since they were six years old. It's as much fun as we can have. We try to find a way to have it. So over the last couple of days, we were everywhere from, I feel like the Johnny Cash song. We were up in, <laughs> we were up in Temecula at a park up there throwing really? the football around. We were in. You drove oh, all the way to Temecula? Yeah, there's a park up there that we went to when they were kids. Right, right directly. It's right by a high school. It's right on the same road as uh, Pachanga. Okay. So I don't know if you ever played baseball up there, but it's like uh, Temecula Parkway. And it's just, you know, we, we knew we were coming home to yeah. watch football. We just wanted to get out and, and go get a bite to eat. We went to a couple of different places to eat and just hung out and uh, had a great time because those guys are back in school tomorrow. I'm back in work, but then... I think I'm in Toronto two weeks from tonight. Wow. Yeah. So shit moves pretty quick. Yeah. And what's the weather like in Toronto? Oh, David, it doesn't look warm. <laughs> Have you seen Nashville today? Uh, well, I saw Buffalo and that's about a, a hour and a half drive from Toronto. That's all I needed to see. <laughs> no, what's Nashville? Well, Josh is supposed to go back tomorrow, but it's oh. like they already canceled flights in and out. And man, there's so much snow. Like I, I lived there for a long time. I've never seen that much snow in Nashville, but there are no salt machines like you have in major cities like you know oh yeah like and, dallas during the super bowl remember yeah. that so it's basically if there's ice man it's not going away anytime soon i think that happened in atlanta when i was yeah. there for the super bowl too remember you and i just started working mornings the second time at 1360 mm -hmm. and i went back uh my sister beat cancer went back for a party right. and i got snowed in for eight days remember oh I, couldn't, I, I couldn't get back <laughs> remember i was doing shows from studios in nashville and dude it, it sucked because you pack every night going, yeah. I'm going tomorrow. And then they call you at five in the morning. You aren't going anywhere. And you're just stuck. I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. My buddy, we um, we got in. So I checked in a week ago tonight. Yeah. Had Bill Walton up there for an event. There you go, Bill. Which was really fun. Did an event at the Grammy Museum. But we had our San Diego staff. We had staff from uh, New Jersey. And then we had staff from Carolina. My buddy lives in North Carolina, got a text Wednesday <coughs> about his Friday flight. Yeah. Because he had to go through Kansas City. Oh, boy. And, ah, oh man. Yeah, travel right now. Yeah. Dude, I just went and got my car washed tonight. I'm in shorts and a T-shirt. Yeah. The entire nation shut down. I'm like, ah, I'll go get a car wash. And I'm like, dude, we take, I, I, I'll only speak for myself. There are so many times when I take this city for granted. Oh, I think we all do. Yeah. I mean, we all do. You know, as I was saying to Josh, remember you're wearing shorts today. Tomorrow, if you get out of here, you won't be wearing shorts for four months. Right. Yeah. 
You know, it just it's just the way it is. I mean, San Diego is absolutely fantastic. It's also very expensive to live here. We all know that. But yeah, no, the the weather is is something else, man. When you see what's going on and you're watching these football games this weekend, Buffalo did a great job getting the snow off the field. Yep. You know, Kansas City, we we saw how cold it was. It's been so great though, Dave. Right. All uh, these games. I've, I've enjoyed it. You know, it's funny when people sit there and go, oh, all the games are snooze fest. I'm like, what are you talking about? The NFL is great. It's always yeah. great. Uh, I mean, look, look, we beat this drum enough. I won't, I won't say it anymore other than the fact I missed that it was here. Uh, I miss the times because there were plenty of times when a game like we're watching the night game yep. would be here in San Diego. And... The Chargers were in, and just the electricity that was in this city. A lot of you are in denial. I, I big time, and and I get that. Uh, Going I'm to not, the grocery store, and everybody's wearing a jersey. Everybody, everybody, and no matter the the couple of years during their run when the pods were in it, man, it wasn't even close. It this was an NFL city. And when you watch it and just think about, hey, it doesn't matter, whatever the matchup would have been, right? Yep. Maybe they're in Kansas City. Maybe they're in Buffalo. Or maybe Pittsburgh's coming here for a game. It's Colts. just Someone could face the Colts a lot. Yeah. It's just the energy that you had and, and being downtown and knowing, man, I was right by that area where they had talked about putting the downtown stadium and just – the overhead shots and what could have been. It's just, it, it's a drag. It, it's no longer worth debating who did the right thing, who did the wrong thing. It's just, ultimately, we all lose. All right, so is there a team that you're cheering for to win remaining in the playoffs? Uh, I was cheering for the Rams. I was cheering for the Rams, too. Um, I, I it, When you look at what Les Snead and Sean McVay have done after all the draft picks that were given up, right? How crazy is it? Sean McVay's never had a first-round pick. Ever. Ever? Ever. What they gave Two up. Super to- Bowls and all those division titles and yeah. all those playoff appearances. They have never had a first round pick until this upcoming year. And they get one back in 24. Yeah. How about that? Um, after the picks for Jalen Ramsey and Stafford, right? Yep. And then did they give up a first round pick for Von Miller too or no? I believe they did. One way or another, they didn't have a first round pick. I mean, they traded multiple. It worked. But- they won a Super Bowl. Right. And, uh, and watching them in that game last night, look, Lions, great story. Great story. Sure felt like defensive holding down the stretch. Let me tell you something. All right, I'm not one to bitch about this usually, but, man, the officiating this year has been questionable in a lot of games. Yeah. But you can't end a team season in the playoffs on that. Dude, there are three fouls on that one play, Fuck. and there's nothing. And you're going, that was big. You can say whatever you want. If you watched that Rams game yesterday, if you haven't watched Nakua, yeah. You realize how fucking great Incredible. this kid is. He is so good with his hands, so good after the catch. He is a lot of fun to watch. A lot well, of fun. And uh, St. Brown. Yeah. Upset. Southern he didn't California make, kid. Yeah. Upset that he didn't make the Pro Bowl. A lot of people pointed the finger at Puka, right? And yeah. saying, oh, dude. Wow. I mean, but really, that game I enjoyed. I was, uh, we were in Temecula. My son's a Rams fan. We were at a, a bar up there that was empty, but so good. And there was one obnoxious, and look, every team has one. Of course. Not, one obnoxious woman, Lions fan. She emptied the bar. 
Really? She literally. She was that bad. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, just shut up. Yeah. Like, enjoy your game. Nobody, yeah. nobody hates the Lions, uh, but we hate you. <laughs> shut up. Um, but that game, man. So, like I said, so fun going back and forth. Pittsburgh being out today, it didn't really hurt any feelings. Texans being out, didn't really hurt. No, Texans won. Or I mean, Texans won. Um, Browns out. Yeah, Browns out, didn't really hurt any feelings, right? Uh, I want Kansas City out. It's Me just, too. It's just anybody but Kansas City at this point. But it, watching Dallas get beat yeah. and now seeing, funny seeing Skip Bayless saying Jerry Jones has to get Don Yee on the phone. Just for people that may be confused, if you're a Charger fan, you saw the Jim Harbaugh news today. Just a quick reminder on the timeline for what has to happen. There was a lot of frustration amongst amongst organizations a few years back when their coaches who would be in the playoffs, whether it was Eric Bieniemy or others, wouldn't get an opportunity to interview for a head coaching position because they were their season was still going. So the league either last year or two years ago, doesn't matter, put in a rule that said you have to interview two minority candidates from other organizations, even if you're the Raiders. What if you're the Patriots? Well, I'll get to that in a okay, second. Okay, yeah, because I got questions. I'll get I'll get to that in a second. But the Chargers, the Raiders, right? New England, uh, not New England, Chargers, Raiders, whoever else, handful of other teams. Titans. Titans, thank you. Have to interview two minority candidates from other organizations before you can make a hire, and you have to do it in person. The earliest the in-person interviews for any team can start are a week from today. So next week will be kind of like the start of free agency for NFL coaches. So anything that's been done right now for Antonio Pierce, when he's interviewed for the Falcons, when he's interviewed for the Titans, it's all been virtual. But next week, Leslie Frazier, I don't think Leslie's working anywhere. So he could actually probably come in. Jim Harbaugh could actually come in. Yeah, there's no rules for college coaches. Yeah, but... They they have to, but for the teams, the Chargers still have to interview two minority candidates from other organizations before they can make the hire. To Dave's point, Gerard Mayo gets hired immediately in New England. It was written in his contract that he was the next head coach. He was basically Brian Dutcher. Yes. And they wrote it in, and the league accepted it, and he was able to get the job. How? Because they told him, you're the next head coach. Yeah, but still, what happened to the process? Why couldn't they sit there and delay the two weeks and say, interview a second minority coach? Uh, Well, I guess, Dave, if if contractually you've told this guy that he's the next guy, and, I mean, you you couldn't write that into Antonio Pierce's contract after the fact. Of course not. But he had it in there, and he's had it for a year, that when Bill Belichick was out one way or the other, they promised him the head coaching spot. It's it just another thing that seems like the Patriots get a different rule. It just seems it's weird. I'm not saying Gerard Mayo wouldn't have been the guy. He was supposed to be the guy. But it's, no. again, it's not that hard to wait two weeks. And the Patriots aren't doing anything for the next two weeks. But to me, no offense to Gerard but, Mayo. But, but, let but no be offense the- to Antonio Pierce either. He's already sit there and crossed that check off the list. He's already in the building. Yeah. Let him, let him have Gerard Mayo. So if they want to hire Antonio Pierce, the Raiders can't hire him yet. 
Yeah, they couldn't hire him today. Yeah. And and look, they can't now I think they hired Champ Kelly as early as tomorrow. That's going to be the big one. For me on the Raiders, as you look at this and kind of watching everything going on, I don't think the Raiders really are in the Mike Vrabel game. I don't think they're in the Bill Belichick game. I don't think they're in it. I think it's Pierce or Harbaugh. And I really do think it comes down to uh, who they hire as GM. Because if they hire Champ Kelly maybe as early as tomorrow, then I think it's Pierce. If they hire Ed Dodds from Indianapolis and go outside the organization, then then I think we got a horse race. And I don't want them to have a horse race. Let Harbaugh go anywhere else. I mean, Richard Seymour is in on the interviewing process. I don't know if you saw the picture today. No. I retweeted it. There was an MLK parade today in Vegas. On the float, it's Richard Seymour, it's Champ Kelly, and it's Antonio Pierce. Cool. They're, they're all in Raider gear. Be, it'd be perfect. But when Carolina comes out and you find out that Champ Kelly went into the interview with the Panthers for the GM job, didn't bring one note into the interview and knew the roster up and down and went crazy, they said he blew away the organization. See, that kind of stuff scares me to death. Because to your point, Dave, if you have two minority candidates that you're ready to hire, they should just be able to hire them. But Ed Graney and Vinny Bonsignor did a podcast the other day. They both cover the Raiders for the Vegas Review Journal. And they said, talk to people around the league. They said, it's good to have input from the players, but you need to make the decision as the organization. 100%. Who yeah. cares if Max Crosby says he's going to demand a trade? He's not going anywhere. <laughs> Antonio Pierce, by the way, um, requested interviews have already come from the Titans and Falcons to talk to him as well. Yeah. You know, so he, he's all of a sudden, you know, a guy of, of interest, which is good for the Raiders to show it's not just what you're seeing. Other teams are seeing it too, that there's value there in Antonio Pierce. But when a guy like Steve Wilkes, who had done a great job in Carolina in limited opportunity, interviews for two jobs in the same day. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he failed in Arizona. That would be like, honest, like I, I said on that Bolt City show that I do, if the Chargers hire Steve Wilkes, I'll quit that show. I'm done. That's it? Steve Wilkes does not deserve to be a head coach. He's proven to be a head coach twice, and both times he didn't go to the playoffs. Well, he only had Carolina for four games. And, and he had, so what? He had Arizona, too. And he could oh, from the gonna... very beginning. My point is, no, Steve Wilkes is not the guy when you see other guys out there like Mike Vrabel, who wins without ever having a franchise quarterback. But the point is, Kyler Murray. But you're missing the point that I'm making on Steve Wilkes. The Rooney rule is broken if you have a guy that can interview for two jobs in the same day. And if that qualifies as checking the box for hiring a minority guy, how long does the interview last if you're doing two in a day? I have no idea. I have no idea how the process goes there. Yeah. They, I have no idea. I they, mean, I get the idea. I'm to the point it. now. I can tell you the list right now. Leslie on, Frazier will get five yeah, interviews. Yeah. I can tell you the list whenever I see who everyone's up that they have to interview and tell you which guys are just a, the check mark. Yeah. Well, Steve too. Wilkes is probably that guy. Yeah. Steve Wilkes is a check mark guy. But, but for the NFL... Their system's broken if Pierce and Kelly can't just get the job today. Now, I get that Mark Davis has Seymour in his ear. He's got Brady in his ear. He's got Charles Woodson in his ear and a, and a dozen others. 
But if you go, yeah, kind of like what we have, and let's get going on our offseason. Let's start looking at what we're doing. It feels like they should be able to just move ahead with those two uh, people in place. Yeah, it's look, I'm, I'm all for, hey, everybody deserves a chance. Do I believe there's racism in every one of these sports? Yeah. Do I think there's racism in every business at some point? Yeah. Look, but when you're a team, kind of like hard knocks, are there rules that you don't have to do hard knocks if you haven't, if you've made the playoffs, if you've done this, you know, certain things. Mm-hmm. If you're the Chargers and Anthony Lynn was your coach before Staley, then I think you, you, you checked off that you aren't one of those racist teams. You know what I'm saying? If you're the Raiders and you hired Antonio Pierce, and you hired Art Shell, the first black coach, Tom and Flores. you hired Tom Flores. The Raiders have proven they were not a racist organization. The president of your team's a minority woman. Exactly. exactly. You, hit, you hit two check marks there. Yeah. You know, so again, if Antonio Pierce is the guy, we're like, we're doing everything you're asking us to do, and now we're handcuffed? Well, not only are you handcuffed, but you're giving other teams an point. opportunity to come in and take a shot at your guy. That's horseshit. It's horseshit that the Titans and Falcons could interview your guy and he could be swayed by what's over there and you don't get a chance to keep your guy. It's uh, it, it's interesting, too, because um, I don't know if anybody other than you guys, are there anybody Charger beat writer-wise that do a podcast that are inside the facility on a daily basis that are talking about it? Because, look, I don't know if I'm the only Raider fan, but... but Vinny Bonsignor, like I said, Ed Graney, yep. Sam Gordon from the Review Journal. These Fernando guys, Ramirez is there every day. He does one for um, the Sporting Tribune. He does a podcast for the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you hear these guys and they just talked about the change, how everything changed in that building. And that, but again, man, I, I don't know what John and Dean are thinking. I don't know if AG's in on the decision, but uh, where's Be- where's Belichick go? Dude, honestly, I think it goes to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I think I think I- I'm shocked McCarthy wasn't fired today. Yeah, I mean seriously, I mean they, many, you- they put a bunch of all these twelve and five seasons together and they go out in the first round, three straight years. Yeah, that stat that the Packers have won more playoff games or postseason games in AT and T Stadium than the Cowboys oh. is insane. Ooh. And then, uh, I mean, right now we're watching Tampa and Philly. Sirianni has completely lost control of what that team was doing. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it he might be out. He could be out. It was in the Super Bowl a year ago, and now they have, and they started off like 10-1, and one, and they're one of the worst teams I've seen. I mean, they cannot pull it together with arguably the most talented roster in the league. And, and he could be gone. Yep. I, I mean... Yeah, I got I got. I'm rooting. Right, I love Jalen, but man, I got a weird bet tonight that I'm rooting for Tampa big time. I have a, I have a bet with Mario that if whoever loses the games this week mm-hmm. has to eat a hot dog every five minutes on the show. For Dude, how how long is the show? He says that motherfucker said he's going to filibuster if it's me. <laughs> Dude, I literally have thirty hot dogs in that refrigerator right next to you. That I'm like, fuck, I can't eat a hot dog. I, I can't eat 12 hot dogs in one sitting just for an hour. Oh, my God. You That's know? how long it would yeah, be. Yeah. An hour shows 12 hot dogs. All right, I'll watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, I'm rooting for Tampa Bay like you wouldn't believe. I think it's a plus three I got on the Buccaneers. Wow. Uh, Caleb declares for the draft today. Yep. I don't know why, Dave. It just feels like. Yeah, where are you at on this kid? You used to love this kid. Now do you think this kid's a pain in the ass? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. 
Well, he said he wants to guarantee that the Bears won't draft him. Oh, come on. Enough of that. Um, but since we, since we were last here a week ago, Bears stayed committed to their current coaching staff. They did. They didn't go after Harbaugh. So what are they going to do? I don't know, man. I, this offseason for the NFL, kind of going on right now, the way the playoffs go, everything in the NFL maybe is as fascinating to me as it's probably been in 10 years. It's great. Have you fallen back in love with NFL? Like a year ago at this time, you hardly watched any NFL games. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you're watching all these NFL games. The whole season you've been watching. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, Vikes, you know, the Vikes were what they were because of injuries. Huge offseason for that team. If they don't get it together and get back in the playoffs, I think Kevin O'Connell's in trouble. I think their GM's in trouble. The Raiders, to me, are fascinating again because I just absolutely couldn't stand Mike Zimmer when he coached the Vikes, and I couldn't stand Josh McDaniels when he coached the Raiders, and it took the life out of it. But now I think, uh, whether it's Pierce or Harbaugh, I think Raiders will be fun to watch again. I I don't see any way they go. Belichick, the only guy I Tom Brady would have to hire him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could see them... Like I could see them going for Abel, like and and because, yep. but uh, I don't think that'll be the case. I'm fascinated to see what the Chargers do because they really, really are under the gun on this to figure it out. And, and Harbaugh, then, of course, interviewed uh, today. Yeah, he, he was in Los Angeles today. But Don Yee's going to let him talk to everybody. So yeah. anybody who wants a shot at him. Because where's the money going to be? Where's the control of the organization going to be, right? And Stories I'm reading are that John Spanos would take a step back if Jim Harbaugh was the guy. Easy That's for exactly him to what say. Charger fans want. Easy for him to say, could he actually do it? Could he actually do it? He is in the way right now. He no is, matter who's there, he's in the way. Right. Uh, Telesco interviewing for the Raiders GM job. Yep. That's wild too. Yeah. Now I'll be honest with you. You and I both like Tom as a person. Oh, I do too. Yeah. So, so when you look at that situation with Tom and the Raiders, I kind of wonder how much Tom actually knows. Because according to all reports, John always got in the way of Tom. I believe that. Yeah, that Tom couldn't show what he was capable of doing. If anything went bad, it was usually a John decision, but Tom had to take the blame. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind Tom going there in some role. But I really do hope that Champ Kelly gets the GM job. I just think he, I, I just, I, I listened to a lot when those guys went in and just started paying a different level of attention to them that I probably haven't paid in a long time. And it just kind of gets you hyped up. How gets, about, sorry, I'm going to cut you No, up. you're good. I'm just saying, how about the Patriots haven't had a GM in over 20 years? Yeah. And they're going to hire one after the draft. That's wild. I, uh, man, I'm glad I'm not a fan of that team. That's crazy, isn't it? Because, I mean, it sounds crazy. Yeah, I mean they got they got to change quarterback, right? Yep. They they, they got to go different. Um, so who's making the calls? I mean, you can let Gerard Mayo make the the personnel calls. Thirty seven years old, man. They said he's the guy. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't understand the argument back of saying he's as much like Belichick of anybody that's ever been there. We well, just fire Belichick. It's weird to hear everybody call Belichick overrated. That's ridiculous. Yeah, how the do you tro- do that? The Lombardi Trophy literally should be changed to the Belichick Trophy. Yeah. He's dominated this league. If he's anything, he's probably obnoxiously stubborn. Yes. And, good and, call. and refused to make adjustments when he needed to. And refused to believe that his system 
that worked 10, 12, 15 years ago would still work today. Like, everybody makes adjustments. The other guy that's kind of, I mean, what a week, Dave. Pete Carroll out. Nick Saban out. Like, yep. everything out. I don't know, man. It was a, uh, a a different week for sports, for sure. And then, um, wild. But, I mean, Pete wants back in. Do you see Pete going anywhere? You know what? I, I honestly don't. I mean, maybe he does. I, I don't understand. And if they keep talking about Dan Quinn would be the guy that would replace him, I'm like, well, he's just Pete Carroll, but younger. Why would he get rid of Pete? Yeah. I didn't understand what exactly what Seattle was doing. Pete, again, at 72 years old, still wants to coach. All those guys are the same age. Yeah. Pete, Saban, and uh, Belichick, all about the same age, all around 72. When uh, Pete Carroll was blown out, and then, like an hour later, Saban retires. It reminded me of when Michael Jackson died. Yeah, Farrah Fawcett died a few hours before. Yeah. That was a big deal. All of a sudden, everyone forgot about Farrah Fawcett dying. Dude, I I said to uh, I said to buddies that were up in in uh, L.A. with me because we weren't far from the Coliseum. We we're right down Figueroa. I said, "What if Lincoln Riley gets a call? <clears throat> Probably not this year, but next year." To be a head coach and leaves, do they bring Malibu Pete? Could they bring Malibu Pete That's back funny. to USC? That's funny. I think I wonder if USC fans would take it because when shit hits the fan, he fucking ran. He did. You know, he did. He fucking he took off. But man, what an era, right? Yeah, I don't dislike Pete Carroll. I don't know Pete no. Carroll. Um, I mean, I've had people tell tell us and told you know we know two people that were around him very often that said he was very arrogant. Look, he won. You know, yeah. I, I can understand why you're arrogant. Dude, I, but we talked to people that covered him every day and said he was great. Yeah, not saying it was, that's bad being arrogant, just saying he, he was he was really I, confident in who he was. I think anybody in L.A. right now that is around USC would give anything they could to have Pete back over Lincoln Riley. The way they've shut down access to that team compared to what it used yes. to be, the amount of fun that used to be around that team, man, that was a party that you wanted to be at. And talk about arrogant. Look at Lincoln Riley. Oh, Lincoln Riley is ridiculous. Now, it's funny. USC could be stuck in a bad contract if Lincoln Riley has another year like he had last year. Yeah. And he very well could. I mean, he's going to a tougher conference. <sighs> it's the best, man. <laughs> it's the best. But, but yeah, I mean, playoffs right now, Dave, it's yeah. just even, I mean. I Football's I, great. I, you know, look, man, say whatever you want. Basketball sucks. Yeah. Look, I, I, on this show, I've always been the basketball guy. Jeff's always been the hockey guy. As a guy who likes the basketball, the NBA has come to the point you can only watch just your team. Watching yeah. any team that's not your team sucks. Even watching your team sometimes is hard. Yeah. But, I mean, outside of watching the T-Wolves, you aren't watching anybody, right? Outside I, of watching the Lakers, I'm not watching anyone. I'm not even watching full games. College basketball sucks. It does, man. It, college basketball is not interesting until after the Super Bowl, which is, gives you about five weeks. We went to the Clippers-Raptors game yeah. the other night. We were in a suite. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible, right? And I'm watching the Clippers with my buddies. It was the day that Kawhi had signed the extension. Yep. So you're watching Kawhi. You're watching Paul George, Westbrook, Harden. Terrence Mann's having a great game. Pretty fun. I'm yep. not a Clippers fan, but watching crowds into it, the Clippers win. But they're playing the Raptors. And I said a few years back when they were making their run, ironically with Kawhi there and a handful of others, dude, they were a really, really fun team to watch. I'm watching the Raptors the other night, 
And we have buddies in from Toronto for this convention. Like, dude, who do you watch on this team? Like, who do you get behind? Who's the guy that you tell? According to the coach, Scotty Barnes is the face of the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that shit the night before? Well, I mean, I mean the port, the game you saw, the Raptors were on the back-to-back road games, but yeah, still, it's it's you're right. I mean, Siakam was their guy, and they're trying to trade him. Yeah, uh, it's just, I mean, that Laker game when when the fouls in the yeah. fourth quarter are twenty three yeah. to two. I don't even know the coach of the Raptors, but his accent and the bullshit when he's oh, cussing was he great. Was so he's so mad. But I'm watching, and I go, damn man, like who am I cheering for here? And, I mean, for the hockey, they, with the Leafs, they got Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John yeah. Tavares, William Nylander. They, they got studs on that team. And you watch, and, yeah, Wolves are winning, so that's fun. But, uh, I mean, for that team, I'd, I'd pay any amount to go and watch Anthony Edwards every night. Yeah. Rudy Gobert is finally playing like they hoped he would. Towns, fine. To me, Anthony Edwards is my favorite guy in the NBA. But but as a casual NBA fan, to watch Paul George and Harden and Kawhi on the floor at the same time, that was fun. We, You and I have been lucky enough to see the Lakers a bunch of times. Yep. LeBron with a variety of different people in his supporting cast. Dude, you watch LeBron on the floor. That's really fun. That, Amazing. That, but, but if for me, if it was Toronto playing Atlanta... I'll pass. <laughs> and so, yeah. You know what's cool about the Clippers? And, and I'm not a Clipper fan, but I was talking to Josh about this today. When you look at the four players, they have four Hall of Famers. Yeah. Okay, you have Harden, who's an L.A. guy. Russell Westbrook, L.A. guy. You got mm-hmm. Paul George, Southern California guy. And you have Kawhi, Riverside guy. Imagine if you had like a team like that in San Diego, even where you had four future Hall of Famers all from the same area yeah. wearing the uniform. I bugs, mean, it's really a great scenario for what the Clippers have. You it, know what I'm saying? It bugs me that Kawhi is introduced from being from Moreno Valley. Is that what it says? Uh huh. It doesn't say San Diego State? No. Why? Well, my buddy who lives up there is like, dude, Moreno Valley's right over there. Like, San Diego is cool, but. And, and the other thing, look, the Clips try too hard. What the fuck? Give no quarter. I'm with a guy who's from Carolina. What does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, give no quarter. It means you're not getting anything easy, buddy. <laughs> you're in Clipperland. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. They'll always be the Clippers. Now, next year, they get in their new building. Yeah. They're queen of the dance. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Maybe it'll turn around. Oh, that's interesting, man. I had no idea they did that with Kawhi. That's that's a little frustrating. <coughs> Why does Kawhi allow that shit? I thought Kawhi loved San Diego State. He does it. He says where his, my voice is shot. Yeah, what the hell happened? Are you smoking heaters? A lot. <laughs> a lot of heaters. That's your, that, that was your, your New Year's resolution. You yeah. You start smoking. <laughs> no, we're up there nonstop, 12-hour days. So, yeah, hang on. I'm getting a water. All right, go ahead and get a water. All right, I'm going to bring this up to you, though, while you're grabbing the water. So here you go. The Padres uh, signed someone today. All right, the news came across today. It's a story you'll hear about on Monday, and, and of course, in San Diego. There's something, whatever, to get excited about. Padres have added the top prospect, uh, a top prospect in the system, finalizing a multimillion-dollar deal with the Leo DeVries. MLB's number one international prospect. Incredible, it, right? Well, I don't know. You tell me. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, two years in a row. 
here, when is this guy going to be ready to play? He's 17. Well, the weird thing is, you, I look at this deal, yep. and I go back a year. If you had not extended Manny, if you had not signed Xander, right? Yep. Manny has five years. Kim's still at short. Cronenworth uh, at second. Like, you could look and go, reading everything today, um, this is ultimately drafted as a shortstop, 17 years old. But ultimately, according to Baseball America, probably projects better at either third or second than than at short. But okay. he'll he'll play short for now. But ultimately, they expect him to end up at third or second. You know, kid, seventeen years old. Uh, one thing that John Conniff and Matt Fryers pointed out, you know, in this organization, they're going to rush him. Rush him too quick. It's it's what they do. I mean, they're already talking about Ethan Salas could get major league time in twenty four. Holy shit! But if you had not signed Xander and if you had not extended Manning, then Manny has five years left on his deal. Kim's at short. Cronenworth is at second, right? And you go, <clears throat> yeah, this is okay. Let Manny play it out. This kid ultimately could be our third baseman of the future. You're feeling great. He's got 10 years to go. 10 fucking years. Xander's got 10 years ten to go. 10 fucking years. Chrono Ward's got what? Six? That's ridiculous. fuck are we doing? That's my point. When you look at this and you're going, even if this kid stays at short, he's going to be outstanding when he gets there in May. And he's going to be 37, the 37, 38, or 39. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. fuck. And it, look, let's be honest here. This is, might be a really great signing for AJ. Chances AJ's here when this kid makes his debut aren't very well, good. Dude, he's so feast or famine. Where you go out, you've rebuilt the farm system into a credible farm system, which would be outstanding. The problem is, I'm not seeing any center fielders. I see 11 catchers. I see 11 pitchers that'll be ready in 2028. I see nine shortstops. And... And nobody in right, nobody at first. Like, there's no... I get it, Dave. NFL, we talked to plenty of GMs. It just said, draft the best guy. You yes. always draft best the best guy. Available. And I get that. Did that last year with, with Ethan Salas, uh, who Baseball America wrote today. Their top 100 is coming out later this week. They expect him to be top 10. Oh, wow. In all of baseball. <clears throat> Pretty exciting. This kid DeVries, Leo DeVries, number one prospect. You get it done. Cool. I just, uh, I'm excited by it, but I'm also, I'm excited by him. And then I would go, period. Next paragraph, I'm completely baffled by the long-term vision for this team. That's where I'm at. I don't get it. That's where I'm at. I, I love Solace. I love that you got to rise. I think it's great. It's exciting. Start new paragraph. What the fuck what is the, the fuck? long time long term vision? Yeah, they're spending too much time on the long term when you have too many guys who are in their prime and will be out of their prime really soon mm -hmm. that you need to worry about the short term. 
Right. I'm, I'm sorry. You can say whatever you want. And I know tomorrow everyone's going to blow the Padres for this deal. Look, let me remind you, the team that you hate the most signed the best player in the world. You know, they're yeah. worried about the short term. They signed maybe the best free agent pitcher in the world. And what happened? You have veterans on this team. It's not like the Padres are full of young guys. Go, We're going to be really good together. Yeah. You have <clears throat> veterans right now that you're paying a shitload of money to. How about those guys? How about supporting those guys? Yeah. But I, all the rumors are Kim's going to be traded before spring training. I mean, what the hell's figure, happening? Right? You understand so, why. Yeah. But at the same time, it is extremely frustrating. Well, it's weird. And I bet all of us, and and I I almost hate to say it because it sounds disrespectful to Hassan Kim. And I love him. I don't want it to be. But it's weird sometimes <clears throat> because we've watched him his entire time in Major League Baseball. You watched him come out of the gate when yep. he kind of struggled, found his way insanely popular, Yep, made a lot of plays defensively, occasionally made a play with the bat, but then he each year has gotten better. I only speak for myself when you go, when you look at who are the top free agents for next year, and of course, Juan Soto's at the top of that list, but then you start looking down and top 10, of guys available next year, you see Hassan Kim on a lot of lists at seven at seven or eight. And then you look at what he's expected to get next year. Guys start throwing numbers around like 120 million. You're in 200 million. Fuck. But you go, <clears throat> you shit. And, and I don't think we, I don't know, man, maybe, maybe we thought Snell would, Snell isn't signed yet. He's still trying to figure out his numbers. Hater isn't signed yet. Is Hater represented by Boris too? I don't think so. Okay. But he wants a five-year deal. I saw a lot of people saying today it's going to be a three-year deal for Hater. Uh, Snell continues to be what we said at the end of the year. Yes, two-time Cy Young Award, but a lot of teams are looking at the four years and, and what it was the production that you got for the four years between Cy Young's and, and that's kind of throwing them off. But I think Hassan Kim David is, I don't, I don't know how to put it. We know he's an impact player. Maybe everybody knew I, I didn't, but you look at it and you go, yeah, fuck. He may be 120, 160, 200. So You've got so many young guys that Leo DeVries comes in today. You've got another guy who plays his position. So make that trade. It's going to suck when he goes because we love him. That one's going to hurt. But the the other thing, and, and I would think a lot of you saw it, but, but maybe you've been busy and you didn't. They expect a finalization for what's going to happen with Bally Sports for 2024 to be announced this week. Uh, Padres, even though they're not part of that, should have kind of an idea, I think, on what their TV deal should be and what the money is. And the feeling is you should see a whole lot of movement on guys probably in the next two weeks. Snell, Hayter, Montgomery, Montgomery. maybe Bellinger. Um, those kind of guys getting moved around. Now the teams like the Rangers and others have a better idea of what money they're going to make. You know, it's funny, being a Scott Boris client, like I used to think in my mind, if I was one of those guys in that position, I'd want the best to represent me. Mm -hmm. And most people think, you know, Boris is the guy. Mm -hmm. I, I did. And then I start thinking in my head that spring training starts mid-February. Yeah, I mean, about I, a month. I want to know where I'm living. Like, I don't want to be, sign my deal 
go to Arizona or go to Florida yeah. and then not have my house in Chicago or Toronto or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? I want everything in order so I know when spring training breaks, it's a seamless transition. I'm not worried about moving. It's, there's so many things that when Boris plays this game, and I know major league teams hate it too, it's it's frustrating as a fan, as frustrating as I think as a player. I know you get the money, yeah, but holy shit, man. It's like when you say that in the next two weeks, that gives you two weeks to finalize everything you want to do for the next eight months. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you have a wife and kids, it's funny reading the New York Post today because the Post pointed out that the Yankees were in on Blake Snell. Yeah. And Boris kind of started being Boris, and they said, okay, well, fuck it. We'll go with Marcus Stroman. Yep. And they could still be a player for Hater. the feeling was. But the feeling <clears throat> was that the Yankees are going to, I mean, they traded Michael King and a handful of starters in both the Verdugo deal and the in the Soto deal. But that was funny to read. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Rosenthal came out and said that he thought the Stroman deal is the last big deal the Yankees do. Wow, that that's that was interesting. So wow. again, I, I don't know. It could be the Yankees playing possum. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think for us, you're just kind of in that transition period. It's yep. a little bit of uh, rearranging the the chairs, and so Pod's not being in on Snell or Hater doesn't really bug me. I wouldn't mind him being in on Montgomery. Wouldn't mind him being in on Bellinger. Yeah, they don't have the money, it sounds like. It sounds like the Padres are, I, are, are holding everything back. I don't have any clue. I mean, it, it just looks like it. You're letting, I mean, you don't know who your outfielders are, let alone yeah. your pitching staff. But it feels like what they're trying to do is get a bunch of guys on one-year deals. Yep. And, and, and a lot of these guys, could they be two or three? For me, Dave, maybe the one thing that surprises me is that teams like the Cubs that have marquee sports network and are not impacted by Bally... Yankees and Mets that have their own individuals. I mean, the Dodgers, not necessarily because they have spent the money. The Giants have tried to spend the money. Nobody wants to go there. Yeah, the Phillies are not impacted by Bally's. Um, it's funny that a few teams have not tried to jump in uh, while these other teams are in limbo. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, too. You know, I'm with you on that. It's uh, the Cubs are an interesting organization. And just like I think the Blue Jays are very interested. They both have the money to do it. They both want to win now. The Cubs have those young guys that they say are ready to play like this year. Like it's ready to come together finally this year. I I just went back to DirecTV. I mean, look at the Reds spending all this money. Yeah. And they're impacted. Yeah. They're a Bally. <clears throat> they're a Bally team. I went back to DirecTV. Yep. And when I went back. For whatever, a month, I guess, I get their sports package, which includes all the Bally, all the regional sports networks. I get them for like a month. And I was fascinated because I went and looked through Sports New York. Nah, not really. I went through the Yes Network. Nah, not really. But I went to Marquee Sports Network which is the channel the Cubs own. Okay. Dave, that absolutely, absolutely should be the blueprint for what um, the Padres do. They had a bunch of shows that I just recorded that were so great. First one that they had was an hour-long looking back at the career and the life of Ron Santo. Okay. 
And you go, okay, well, you could do that with Tony Gwynn. You could do that with Randy Jones. You could do it with Ken Caminetti. You could do it with a variety of people where you go, guys that have worn that uniform that have made an impact. You go back and you look at it. I mean, if you think I'm coming down here when the Kilvio Vera show's on, you're out of your goddamn mind. That's what I thought. Then the next thing that they had, just like MLB Network, Hour-long special, top 10 shortstops, top 10 third baseman. The Cubs are doing it, right? Yeah. And now I get the Cubs have been around forever. You got a bunch of different people. But when you love that team like we love that team, and you're going through the third baseman or you're going through the right fielders, I don't know that Sixto Lascano makes the call. I swear to God, Dave, I would love it. If Sixto was eighth, I would love it. <laughs> I would love it if Louis Salazar made the third baseman list, right? Uh, and different guys that do it. And who cares? Have fun. And then they showed historic games and they got rights from MLB. And it's Cubs and Angels, right? Some Italy game they were showing. And you could just do that, Dave. I swear to God, I would have that channel on and just watch it. All the time. Yeah. And then you have, uh, they were at the uh, live from the Cubs convention. Six hour coverage from the Cubs oh, convention. Wow. And I just, if if I'm Eric Gruppner and the, the group from Seidler Equity Group, man, I would look at that and say, what do we have to do? How do we do that? Because it's pre-produced shows. You're not sitting there live like MLB Network. You're just showing different things. Showing and, the 95 Mariners 8 million times? Yeah. Fuck, that's my son's number one pet peeve. He hates that shit. They always show the Mariners 95 team, but yeah. they lost, the, they beat the Yankees, but they yeah. lost the next round to Cleveland, who yeah. also didn't win the World Series. But like enough with the fucking 95 Mariners. Enough is right. But you could do, <laughs> you could do whatever, right? Yeah. And, and. Dude, have Ted in. Have Bob Chandler in. Those guys in. Hurry up. What'd you just say? I said he better hurry up. Why? That clock is ticking. Boy, aren't you Mr. Class? <laughs> Dude, I've never claimed to be Mr. Class. Well, I, I don't even know why you'd think that, much less say it out loud. Because I'm saying they better hustle. Okay? Let's hustle. You think Eric hasn't done his homework on this? Yeah. I don't, don't think th- he's done it. You don't think he has? No. You don't think he thinks it's not going to work? That's why they haven't done it? Uh, I don't know. And then the other thing that the Cubs had today were celebrities, half-hour shows, different celebrities talking about their love for the Cubs. Now, I get that. Yes. You've got a different kind of level, right? But I think in this town, if you had fill-in-the-blank talking about it, Eric's friend Emma Stone. Yes. Talking about it, I think people get a kick out of it. I'm just telling you, I'd steal every idea that they have on that marquee network. Because even if you're not a Cubs fan, you go and you go, dude, we've been to Wrigley, we love it. You watch those shows and you go, fuck, I'd watch that. Pretty cool. I would watch. I would watch. They got to figure it out, man. Yep. Because it's a big revenue source. It's going to be an interesting year for that front office as well. I mean, you you jacked up the tickets. If you finish, let's say, just one one team ahead of the Rockies this year, you fall back. Do you have to go back and drop the price of tickets? You do. 
Yeah, Mark Neely's not walking and through that door. I've been saying that out. for years. <laughs> if Mark Neely walked through this door, would you recognize him? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. I'd be like, fuck, I literally just said you weren't walking through the door. Who said, who made this happen? Who made this happen? Isn't that fun? Well, Mark, how's the Little League World Series treating you? What was Mark here, two years? Two, not until Enberg fucked him? Yeah. <laughs> year and a half. <laughs> Hey, I want to mention Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools. Look, the weather's going to be getting warmer. I know it's been a strange week in San Diego last week. It was cold. It was windy. The weather's getting warmer. The sun's out a little bit longer. Nothing like having that perfect pool for 2024. More than 20 years in San Diego. Alan Taylor has made the pool of your dreams. They make the pool of your dreams come true by giving them that phone call. Ask about available financing. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Man, it is cold. It is nasty no matter where you're watching. Uh, NFL, been cold at night around here, going out either early in the morning when you head out to the car and it's 38 degrees, or when you head out, leave the podcast tonight and it's 41. But every day, I told you it was coming. Man, Dave, I was coming down here, 530. And guess what? Still light out. There you Slowly go. but surely, the days are getting longer, and that means spring's right around the corner, and then that's going to be followed up by summer. Man, you need that tailor-made pool. What an amazing way to relax at the end of a hard day. So many of you work, uh, work and work and work like me. Well, probably not to the level me and Dave do. Nobody really does, but you try your best and, and bless your heart for that. But we've got the celebrity pool. Today it was funny. I was looking at different Raiders stuff. I put it out on Twitter. I don't know why it struck me to look this up. Yeah. But I love the fact in the history of the Raiders, they allowed James Garner to just hang out they on did. the sideline during games. They did. The Rockford Files. Yeah. And he's there sitting on the bench with Todd Christensen. Yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> he just look up. It would be, hey, look at, there's John Hamm. Sitting right next to Baker Mayfield. You'd be like, fuck's John Ham doing down there? The difference is uh, the Rockford Files, James Gardner had a little kick ass in him. He did. John Ham looks just your nice guy. You got a guy that's a, t- a badass right next to you. Right. And then they show him with Bolitnikov. There's yeah. about, I put four pictures up I today were the funniest thing ever. And uh, so it reminded me of how great the Rockford Files were. And I was like, you know what? I remember there being like a female lead on yeah. that show. It was it was Rockford and the old man Rocky. And I said, you know why? Because he deferred to Angie Dickinson. So Angie, once again, is our celebrity pool because she's about as close to perfection as it gets. <laughs> I don't care how many of you get one. I really don't feel like having to dictate a number tonight. I just want to relax. So as many of you want an Angie Dickinson pool, you can get it. Your friends won't leave. Uh, they will not leave. You know who Gerald McRaney is? Yeah. I was laughing, and I, I was trying to show my son who uh, James Garner was. Yeah. And it brought up a clip of the Rich Eisen show. Gerald McRaney, you guys, I think he was on NCIS. He was on Simon Simon a thousand years ago. And Eisen said, hey, your career started. Different shows. You were here. Beretta. You were on the Rockford Files. Gerald says, can I tell you a James Garner's story? He goes, please. Yeah. He said, I am starting my career. I end up 
on the Rockford Files. Said I'm in one scene. He said there's a knock at the door. Yeah. I open it up and it's James Garner. And he said, James Garner said, Hey, I just wanted to stop by, say hello, introduce myself, tell you welcome. We're we're glad to have you and we hope you have a lot of fun today. He goes, Man, I couldn't believe it. Said a couple of years later, my parents are in town. And I figure out a way to get on this, get them for lunch at Universal Studios. Yeah, yeah. Said the Rockford Files are filming on this day. So I go over to James Garner's locker or trailer, excuse me. And I knock on the trailer and the assistant comes. And I said, hi, I'm Gerald McRaney. My parents are here. I wonder if James would have a moment to say hello. He said in the back, James Garner is there with um, uh, an executive from Universal Studios. And the executive says, nope, we don't have time. We have a full schedule. And he said, at that point, James Garner said, well, I guess we're going to have to find time. <laughs> and he said, James Garner came out and yeah. spent an hour with my parents. Wow. That's a long while time. that executive sat in the trailer. And he goes, that's who he was. And I go, you know who that is? That's a Raider fan. I said, who the fuck's the best Charger fan? So I went and looked it up. <laughs> I couldn't even find a celebrity Charger Good fan. Find Bob Hope? Well, just watch it. I'm trying to recover from that, okay? Not a high point. <laughs> so then I looked up a Rams fan, because I got Rams fans that talk a lot of shit. And you know what I found in a Rams hat? Ty Burrell. Did he really Ty Burrell? I said, hey, I got James Garner. You got Ty Burrell. Nice guy. Seems funny. But yeah, how about that? Jimmy Garner, spend an hour with your family. Would you like that, Dave? There you go. I, did I told you that story about James Garner? Somebody told me this today. I do not what, remember what? about softball. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I used to play in a, in a celebrity. Well, I wasn't in a celebrity. I was in high school, but uh, at Rancho Park, 7 o'clock in the morning every Sunday. They had how this do I not league. remember? Somebody wrote this to me. Who said yeah. this to me? Was it the... I, I don't I've said it on the show, but yeah, this league started in 1933 and someone got me into it in the late eighties and it, you, there were never any like roll calls on who's showing up, but they always had exactly enough for uh, two games or two teams. Okay. And they was softball, but they pitched overhand from the mound, dude. So you're hitting a softball. One of the, one, there are the same two pitchers every week. You didn't know which pitcher you're going to get. One guy was the guy who owned Firestone. Okay. Okay. So he's loaded. All right. And this guy used to pitch with a heater in his mouth the entire game. Looked like Randy Johnson. And he threw BBs from the left side, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. But James Gardner showed up and played in this thing every Sunday. Who? And all, everybody brought three bucks to pay the umpire. And then yeah. we, we played, dude, every fucking Sunday. And dude. so, dude, I get engaged to get married. And um, I invite all these guys from this league down to my wedding. And they. John Conniff brought this up. Yeah. And these, okay. all these guys show up to my wedding, and again, they're all loaded. These guys are songwriters. These guys are directors. They're producers. They're actors. And, I mean, I'm tanked. And these guys are sticking $100 bills in my tuxedo all night long, okay? Okay. I get so fucked up, dude. I take off my tuxedo. I give it to my wife's family, and I said, hey, return this tux because I'm shooting Hawaii. Yeah. Then I realized, like, on Thursday that I fucking never pulled the money out of the oh, pocket. Oh, shit. And so, of course, you know, we'd call it tuxedo shop, but we never found any money. Yeah. But, dude, I didn't, get, I didn't keep any of it, but they gave me thousands of dollars. These guys are cool as shit, but James Gardner was there every Sunday. 
playing but, third base. But was he nice to you? He was nice. He was a little scary. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I know, he right? was intimidating. And he had, he had talk about the music from, because no TV show really has that theme song anymore. Right. Dude, the Rockford <laughs> Files had great music. Like, you should put that on your phone when I, your phone rings. Dude, I put it on my uh, on my Instagram post. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great song, man. Yeah. See? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm taking that down so we don't get Yeah, sued. so John remembered. Well, John Conniff remembered it. And I was like... Yeah. But John thought that you got... That he was a dick to you. He, he wasn't always a nice guy. I don't want to ruin your story. He wasn't always a nice guy. It was just kind of tough. Yeah. He was a tough guy. It was no bullshit. He was a tough guy. I just love the fact... Yeah. But everyone there, man, kind of had their own resume. I was like the only guy. I, did, I literally, I kept my mouth shut and just played. Dude, that is great. Yeah, was, <laughs> seriously, sophomore, junior, and senior. I yeah. So even when I moved here to San Diego, I would drive back to play in those games. Hell it was yeah, so, it was great. If you're in, you're in. Yeah, you don't give that spot up. You're no, grandfathered it, in. <laughs> I was grandfathered in. It was it was it was something else. Anyway, what can I tell you? All right, hey, you want to mention Kyle Fluker? Don't forget right now if you're looking to change your website or build a website. Kyle Fluker's your guy. Nobody does it better than Kyle. He's extremely busy, though. I, I really do recommend you get on his schedule as fast as you can. He's really good at what he does. This is what he does full-time now. Don't forget mithralmedia.io. That is his website. 10% discount if you mention Dave and Jeff. Services for you. Right there, Kyle's number, 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. I think, Dave, for all of us, the biggest thing that we're concerned about is uh, internet security. Right. It feels like all the time you're either getting messages on different social media sites yep. of people saying, hey, I got hacked. I got uh, somebody took my account. It's somebody here. It's somebody there. And if people are using your site to buy things, they're they're concerned. They're concerned about putting the information out. That's why Kyle and the team at Mithril Media are so important because they get it. They protect their own site. They protect DaveAndJeffShow.com. They've done it for so many of our friends like Sean Walchef and others. Now my, uh, my great friend Catherine Reed hates yep. me right now. <laughs> we'll probably never get another, uh, another positive comment from Catherine Reed, who was an attorney for Upper Deck and is currently 29 years old. Did you uh, Thursday night we go to dinner, Dave, with the Red Lion Tavern in Glendale. Did you ever go never there? Never been there. Great food. It's an old, uh, an older German woman comes by, takes our order. At the end, she comes to bring the check. And I said, you know what? I've got the check. And she said, you do? And I said, this is my fourth grade teacher. And I haven't seen her since I was in school. And the waitress says, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll probably never hear from yeah, my friend again. Job. But it was worth paying the tab that the waitress thought uh, somebody who's used Mithril Media uh, could pass as my fourth grade teacher nice. at the age of 29. Drop that next time you're out with a friend. No. Do it. <laughs> Do it with Rita. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, it's great. She's, she was my fourth. Yeah. Make it sixth grade. Uh, happy anniversary from the entire Thanks. listening audience. But yes, uh, Catherine... New to use Mithril Media, and you should too. There you go. All right, here we go. Celebrity birthdays, how old are they and how much they're worth? We have five of them here. We're going from January 16th. Okay. First one is Muhammad Ali. Oh, oh, wow. All right, let me see. 
oh, I should know this. Uh, he's in the 60 Olympics. So that's 40 and another 24 is 64. I'm going to say he would have been, can this be right? Wait, 60, so that's 20, I'm going to say 86. 82. What? How old was he when he was in the Olympics? Fuck if I know, he's 82 now. Fuck. Um, Got to be 300 million. It says $50 million. <laughs> look up the estate. Like, you look the, up the estate. I'm yeah. just telling you, this is $50 million. Okay. Betty White. Betty White. Uh, what? 101. 104. Really? Look it up on your phone if you want. I can't go back to my No, computer. I believe you. All right. How much? Uh, 70 million. 75. Pretty close. Okay. Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. 58. 60. 75 million. 160 million dollars. Nice. Two more. Steve Harvey. Steve. <laughs> Cat, Cat Williams. Not a fan. Dude. Oh my God. Oh my God. And Craig Gaston Stern on. That was great. Did you hear the yeah, surprise show on Saturday? No. For his birthday? No. Dude, he did a surprise show and uh, Jimmy Fallon and Kimmel uh, came in and sang a song to uh, the tune of Piano Man. Sing us the song, you the pian- he turned you're the 70, penis right? man. Yeah. Okay. Courtney Cox. Wow. That's find cool. the surprise show. It's great. Um, okay, wait. Who'd you say? I said Steve Harvey. Oh, yeah, Steve Harvey. So, um, God damn, Cat Williams. God, on the Shay Shay? <laughs> we got to up our game, dude. That was good. That was good. Uh, Steve Harvey is going to be 66. Steve Harvey, 67. Okay. Uh, 200 million? Exactly right. Okay. Last one, James Earl Jones. Dude, how great is he? Yep. 88. 93. Dude. I'll say 65 million. $40 million. All right. All right, five random questions uh, written up by Josh. I love them. First one. <laughs> you say that now until you hear the first one. All right. First question, Jeff, are you a cuddler? That's <laughs> great. No, not at all. Are you? I don't think I am. No. That's a great. I don't I think that. there's a thing I half ass more than cuddling. Yeah. I mean, you got the job, but <laughs> no. And <laughs> hell, no, not at all. Which is probably fine for everybody, right? Because nobody wants to be. Nobody wants to Women feel like, always say they want to be cuddled. Uh, but then I'm like, I'm just breathing into her hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what yeah. are we doing here? I'm like, is this going anywhere? Or am I just going to breathe in your hair? Yeah. Like, I just want to turn my back so bad. Yeah, I got a cramp from my shoulder. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, next Wait, question. Wait, hang on, yeah. hang on, hang on. Hang on. Can't just blow by that. I'm going to give you a few names. Okay. okay? You tell me cuddler or not this cuddler. This easy. This is going to be easy. Okay, Fred Dreyer. Non-cuddler. Non-cuddler. James Garner. Non-cuddler. Jerry Jones. Non-cuddler. <laughs> Ty Burrell. Cuddler. Yeah, of course. Gavin. Cuddler. He wants to be cuddled. <laughs> uh, he hey. wants to be the little spoon of a big spoon? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Carl Weathers. Non-cuddler. No, of course not. Um, uh, Paul Rudy. I say non-cuddler. Yeah, I say so too. Uh, Costa. Costa's a cuddler. He wants to be, and yeah. Meg tells him no. Yeah, easily. Okay, let's do three more. I'm just going to okay. do these off the time. I'm head. waiting for one that, without a doubt, I thought you were going to get to already. Sean Walchef. I say cuddler. Yeah. Um, uh, Dean Spanos. <laughs> Non-cuddler, dude. No way. <laughs> Susie would go, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, got, I can come up with two more. Let me come up with two more. Um, Chuck Liddell. Not a cuddler, dude. And then, uh, here, just don't ask me why this name popped into my head, but I'm glad he did. Former Charger great Michael Badgley. <laughs> uh, the money badger. <laughs> I'll go, uh, I'll go, uh, fuck, I'll go non-cuddler. I don't know him well enough. I thought for sure you can going to Ernie Martinez. Oh, oh, Ernie's He's a cuddler. A, yeah, he is. Easily. Like, yeah. he cuddles everybody. Yes. The awkward. Awkward is right. Next question. How many subscriptions do you think you have? Dude, way too many. That's yeah. a great one. Um, We're talking about everything, right? Everything. Hulu. Like the athletic, Hulu. Yeah, Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Dude, probably 30. Yeah. God dang. I, I, I was going to subscribe to Baseball America today. It's 160 a year. That's goddamn nah, that's ridiculous. ridiculous. That is, doing that. that is. <laughs> that's insane. I'd like to think I only have 10, but I know it's more oh, than 10. Oh, there's no way. Yeah, I know it's more Because DirecTV counts. Yeah, oh yeah, I have DirecTV, I have Paramount, I have Peacock, I have Netflix. Uh, Union Tribune? Yeah, Union Tribune. I, I just stopped LA Times. Yeah, I did that too. Athletic. I get the Athletic, ESPN Plus. Yeah, I have that too. Yeah. I have DAZN, which is the fight one. I don't have that one. Peacock? I have that. Dude, Jay Posner had a funny line yesterday that everybody was bitching about paying six bucks for Peacock. Nobody gave a shit that all the guys are playing in 30 below weather. Like, <laughs> Who cares? Hey, put it out there. We want to watch the game. That was kind of stupid, though, by the NFL. Yeah. They've got to be close to... It's got to be... I bet I'm close to 25. Wow. I get the hockey news. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably maybe 20. Damn. Dude. What do you figure your number is? Fuck, I'm going to say 10. I'm going to say 10. I'm going to look it up. I got to look Dude, it up. 10. I'm going to get super pissed when I realize that I'm doing that. Yeah. You know? Well, you subscribe to this show. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. another one for you. Oh, boy. By yeah. the way, I'll just say it. Fuck AJ Brown, by the way, for being a distraction to the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> What'd he do? He did this. I can't play. He did. He scrubbed his whole social media of anything surrounding this Philadelphia Eagles before the playoffs begin. Really? He's a complete dick. He did the same shit in Tennessee. He was just mm. always a distraction. It's always the me show. Yeah. Can't do that. No. Fucking asshole. All right. Um, <laughs> next question. What's your okay. biggest fear? Oh, I can't take heights. I can't. I'm Yesterday. Not a at all. We're watching CBS Sunday morning. Yeah. My favorite. One of my favorite shows. They are interviewing people that are part of the Red Bull Cliff Diving League. Yeah. Now, I was saying to Cade, when I was a kid, like, and they would be on Wide World of Sports, they just jump from the cliff. Now they build, like, this stage, right? Yeah. And I was telling him, do you remember this? They used to do it at SeaWorld. 
these guys would climb. That's right. This ladder looked like a radio antenna. Yeah, yeah. And they would climb up like 80, 90 feet. And, and there would be a camera overhead, almost like a, the original GoPro, would be looking down. And the guy would climb up and stand on this platform. And he would talk to the camera. Well, it's a little windy up here. I'm going to do a triple axle backflip, jackknife. And I'm hoping I don't land on my back, okay? All right, well, we'll give you a minute to get ready. Outstanding, guys. Thanks. Thumbs up. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was just blowing somewhere to yak. And uh, <laughs> so they're showing this girl who's from Montreal. And she's like, hey, she puts the, the GoPro. She goes, hey, I'm going to take you up with me. And she goes, there's the Olympic platform, 20 meters. We're going even higher. Dave, she's like swinging around like, hey, check out the view. Dude, I don't know why. Like when things bug you. Yeah. I feel it in like the bottom of my foot. Do you really? Like it feels like a nerve. It feels like somebody like I like, like you step on a nail. But it triggers something there. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm sitting at home. And this is bugging me. Yeah, I think I think uh, heights give yeah. me the worst. No, heights are my thing. Did even go in at Petco Park, excuse me, um, Jack Murphy Stadium, where you we'd be from the level we were on. You took that that step, the mm-hmm. the, the the excuse me, the um, the pathway to the elevator. And if you oh, looked yeah. over the side, fucking my equilibrium is all fucked up. Don't sit in the 300 level at Staples and be in the front row because you get almost like a vertigo vibe. Dude, look at that new Clipper arena. Oh, yeah. Like your vertigo is major going to kick in. Uh, on the one side. Yeah. On the other side. The it's, yeah. On on the other side, they didn't let them do it the whole building. But yeah. That Jesus. Was, where it looks like you could take one big jump and you end up on the court. You sneeze. Yeah. And you're doing the triple <laughs> axle. Yeah. But if, if anybody... I don't even know what you would look up. Um, but if you look up High Dive SeaWorld, you can probably yeah. see these dudes like Pete and Point Loma. You remember what I was talking about. And these guys would just climb up there. And dude, I, I don't even know. They did it at SeaWorld. Yeah, they did. If they brought that back to SeaWorld and tickets were 25 bucks, would you go watch? Dude, I have no desire to see that. That It's, it's a fear. I don't want to see that. Remember they shoot the water, in, yes, the, it, the, like the hoses or whatever. That's what I was just to gonna soften say. it up. Yeah, fuck that. How the fuck do you practice that? Yeah, no, I'm not not doing that. Not doing that. All right, next question. Two okay. more. Who's the funniest person you know? Uh, Dave Palay. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I I like it. I I was having a conversation with Greg Bergman and Scott Kaplan the last couple of days. It absolutely amazes me how people every time. Every, I've never seen anybody do it better than you. Fuck you, Diablo. Fuck you. And you put out your stupid street sign shit today about the Dodgers. And then, but as good as that is, what makes you the funniest guy is the fact that you're always shocked that people get pissed. <laughs> Why are they so mad? Yeah, you know, this is ridiculous. And. Guys get mad, and then they mention my family, and this is, I'm like, dude, do you understand the level? Like, you make people do things that they're not happy about. You know, I am, I coach kids in this town, and I, 
keep my lawn mowed, and I don't need to be talked to like this. Well, then stop posting this shit. I do enjoy it. You do. I told I, do. I told Kaplan, I'm like, you two fucking guys are like, Kaplan doesn't do it as much because he's up there, and he, there's really nobody to antagonize. But when Scott was here, he, he wasn't at Dave's level. But, dude, your ability to antagonize people, and when they always say they're not going to take the bait, and they find a way to take the bait, it's great. It's, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't dude, do it. it it's it, the one The one that surprised me, honestly, was Christmas Day. How many fuck yous I got? <laughs> I was like, God dang. Man. It was like an all-time record. Like, it was just out of nowhere. I didn't even see it coming. Yeah, but how many of them were legit fuck yous, and how many were just people, again, playing the game? And just, That's funny you say that. I'd say I love it when I know people know I'm playing the game. I think yeah. it's uh, I think it's about 80% know I'm playing the game. The 20% that fucking lose yeah. their shit. But they're the funny ones. Yeah, so it's, to a point until they get a little crazy. What? You know, when, oh, you, when, yeah. you, when you're going to run the mouth and act like you're going to fucking come down here and fucking burn my house oh, down. Yeah, everybody's tough. I'm like, okay, you aren't. You know, let's stop. You guys never say it to my face. You just fucking are brave. No one ever says it to my face. But I, I, yeah, that, that's my favorite. Jesus, man. That's funny as hell. Yeah. Without a doubt, I would have said you funniest guy. Um, What's your favorite movie in the last 10 years? Oh, I like that. Oh shit. I got to think about that one. I tried to watch this. So at our uh, conference, we had the actual Captain Phillips was there. And really, dude, he, ew, that was, dude, hearing him talk, super cool guy. Yeah. I would like, I've never seen that movie. Have you watched it? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Good. I'm the captain now. No, it's one of the, well, it's fine, but it's one of those you see once. You would hate it. You don't like Tom Hanks. I don't. And yeah, you wouldn't it, like it. You wouldn't like it. Yeah, you wouldn't like it at all. And I started watching clips. Now, the actual guy. Has yeah. a very, very strong Boston accent. Yeah. And talks very fast. But, oh, wow, man. Like, just because I kept telling my buddies, I was like, hey, let's go up and tell him about our bad day at work. <laughs> <laughs> and like, done. oh, yeah, you think so? Oh, one day I had my flight delayed like two hours because of weather. Oh, my God. That's so, yeah, worse. I can relate. Um, I thought you would go uh, a Tom Cruise movie. Oh, yeah. Mission Impossible, uh, the one in Dubai. The one in Dubai. I always get it screwed up. I don't know if that's three or four. Ghost Protocol. Okay. That fucking movie is great. Paula Patton's in that movie. But it's Tom Cruise, Simon Pegg, Jeremy Renner, and uh, yeah, that's a great one. That's the exact answer. I'll, I'll go. Um, I'll go. Ghost Protocol, dude. I cannot come up with one right now. Honestly, best movie in the last ten years. Hold on, I'm looking up Rolling Stones list right now. See if there's anything on there that I'm missing. Yeah, you. I knew that'd be easy. I could have guessed yours, dude. That that's it. God, dude. I, oh, dude. I'll tell you what. I, I loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That that is a. Uh, that's a, that's right up there. I don't know if it's immediately second, but definitely top three. All right, okay. Well, let's see. I'm gonna tell you what Rolling Stone said number one was. Okay, hold on. Okay, get to this fucking thing. Um, I think number ten is Carol. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Carol. 
Yeah, what the fuck? The hell's that? that? I don't even know. What number seven's the master? What the fuck is that? I don't know what that is either. Jesus. And what are these? No, number five, I heard of Get Out. I saw that. I didn't see that. I don't know this shit. Number three <laughs> is Holy Motors. What? The fuck is what? Dude, what? Who's doing this? Social Network is 2010. You saw that movie, right? The Facebook Oh, uh, yeah. Story. That was good. Moonlight's number one. Moonlight. No, I don't know. There you go. Yeah, what? What? What's the date of that article you're looking at? 2014? It says since 2010, the, the top 10 movies. According to Rolling Stone. Really? Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like that. that one though. Yeah, the Academy Awards are coming up next month, but I always laugh when uh, I, I thought it was Jimmy Kimmel thinking fast. Do you remember when they messed up and they announced La La Land as the yeah. movie of the year and it was the wrong movie? Yeah. And it was Warren Beatty who announced it. And fucking Kimmel didn't miss a beat, just jumped on the stage. Warren, what did you do? <laughs> yeah. Throws him out. Uh, we were at, uh, we were staying at the JW Marriott. Yeah. And that is the hotel where all the Emmy preparation was going on so yeah i walked down to see our our guy greg bergman get a cup of coffee and guillermo was just hanging really? out yeah, yeah that was pretty fun that's cool yeah that's funny that's awesome there you go all right so we're gonna be back on wednesday Is that yeah correct? we'll see everybody wednesday night okay good deal